0: This is Jenny Bell from Clarington, Ohio, and I'm listening to Barbecue Central. Start the cake! Let's go! You do
1: it live. okay? Well, do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live!
2: So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood.
1: Are you sure? You say? Whatever.
2: We put the lighter fluid on,
1: strike the match, and... Oh! Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea.
2: Welcome to the really big Barbecue Central show. This is a show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and drilling. Originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening for the live fire fun and frivolity show. If you want to jump in on the show this evening via phone calls and or emails, I can help you out with that. Here's you how you can do it. get in
0: touch with the show by calling 216 Email Greg at the On the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQ at bbqcentralshow.
2: Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening. Coming up in about 13 minutes from now, it is the second Tuesday of the month. And you know what that means? We're going to be had a visit by the creator of the most heavily trafficked barbecue and grilling website on the face of the earth. That, of course, friend of show Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. And we are going to be tackling a small handful of of your Thanksgiving questions that have rifled in here over the last number of hours. We will also be talking at length about something I will just tease and say, a lot of us have had the occasion to put together some very flavorful rubs and sauces. And while the majority of us will keep them to the vest and keep them as homemade recipes. Some of us will venture out and get into the business of barbecue and grilling where we sell rubs and sauces. And that's all I'm going to tease there. We might have a lot to learn, especially if you're somebody that's thinking that's a project you might take on in 2021. You will want to stay tuned. You will want to know all about what we are about to talk to. Meathead about AmazingRibs.com. He'll take up the two slots there in the first hour as usual. If you have phone calls or emails, Meathead and I are uh, anxious to take live phone calls. It's never happened on the show. I don't know why. But Meathead is not shy in any way to do those uh, live phone calls and see what happens. I have a hang-up button. So if you get out of line, I can just hang up and we can move on to the next one. But if you want to do that, we're happy to try that out. After Meathead, we will move to the second hour. He was once a longtime sponsor of the show a long time ago. Actually, back when the show was originally just in podcast form. So we're talking about 13, 14 years ago. The last time he was on the show was 2015 when he took down the SCA World Championship Steak Cookoff title. That, of course, is the founder of Cosmos Q, a very popular line of rubs, injections, and marinades, and sauces. Darian (laughs) Kazravi makes his reappearance on the show at 1014 Eastern. And coming out of the bullpen tonight is a longtime sponsor of the show, the creator of Fireboard from Fireboard Labs. That is Ted Conrad. We have a new product to talk about with Ted and we have some other updates as far as uh, wireless probes are concerned and some of the other competing products that are out there. So Ted coming out of the bullpen tonight to close it down. Meathead, Darian Kazravi and Ted Conrad all in line. If you want to jump in, once again 216-220-0966. Some of you are asking me right off that what's with the mask in the house? Well, I'm glad you asked. First of all, let me show you. This is a Barbecue Central Show branded mask on either side. So if you think you're somebody that is a mask wearer and you want to represent the show, uh, you can't really see it too well here, but it does say, uh, you know, it's got the logo. This logo right there, but it's on the side of my face. Got it made by, uh, who makes those damn business cards? Vista Print. Not necessarily cheap. Look out, but very comfortable. It's got this got a little extra chin strap. If you've got a fat face, you got a little extra chin room for you. they got the adjustable ears. So If you think you're somebody that would be interested in this kind of a thing, go ahead and let me know all about it, and I'll help you out. Hey, look at this T&S Barbecue just uh, locked down a $1.99 Super Chat on YouTube. <laughs> A uh, $500 or get the F out, TNS, let's go. 199 come on. It's $500 or nothing. Let's go. So if you uh, are interested in the mask, I got a very, very, very limited amount. Hit me up, Greg, at the BBQ Central Show. And uh, in in five or six paragraphs, tell me why you deserve one. And I'll think about it. Shipping's on me. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snappy Chat, and brand new added this week something called Parler, which looks like a revised version of Twitter. I heard everybody talking about it over the last 48 hours. Jesus Christ. And I figured, why not give it a shot? So I jumped on there, same handle. So if you're on Parler, a friend me or add me or follow me or whatever the terminology is for that particular platform. Of course, streaming live video, Facebook slash BBQ Central Show and on Twitch if you want. And of course, the YouTubes where I am collecting mass amounts of cash to the tune of almost $2 slash RD Rempy on YouTube. Uh, So uh, the other benefit of the mask is I can get right up on the microphone and I don't have to use this pop filter. I have a brand uh, or uh, not a brand new, but I have a fully integrated pop filter right there. By the way, my middle daughter did test positive for coronavirus Uh about a week ago. So we've actually been masking in the house because nobody else has had symptoms or anything. Uh, She's got very mild symptoms, cold like symptoms, uh, nothing worse than that which is good. I was just COVID tested today along with my youngest. My wife goes tomorrow just for precautionary measures. So we're on straight up lockdown for two weeks and masking in the house as it was recommended by the County Board of Health. We're sending in temperature readings once a day and any symptoms that we're experiencing, they're on top of it. Uh, I need to lead with this this evening. So if you're somebody who is putting on a barbecue contest in 2021, and you want to get a crack at that Smithfield grant program, make sure you hit the website and apply ASAFP. Go to smoking, Smokin, S-M-O-K-I-N, SmokinWithSmithfield.com, and then click on the grant program link. Fill out that application that is on that page, and then hit submit, and your application will be sent to the proper channels where it will go under review at that point. This is what you would call, quote-unquote, the last call for submissions, as they need to be in by 11-16, so it's six days from now, or a little less than a week. Smithfield is celebrating its fifth year, if you can believe it, fifth year of the Committed Cooks program, and of course, they are bringing back that uh, Committed Cooks program, too. I'm happy to see that uh, even given the events of this year, and they had plenty of events that were canceled or pushed away or all this other stuff and not really able to do the events that they wanted, but they are back and better than ever with their 2021 grant program that they've jumped back into. And we'll see how it all unfolds over the months to come. And I'm sure we will get the exclusive unveiling for those contests that end up being picked right here on this show with Laura Paul from Smithfield. And I am very much, very much excited to see who gets picked. And i um, also very much excited to see what the 2021 competition season is going to look like. Considering how the 2020 season uh, just ended about a week ago. You would recall we had Brad Leiniger from getting basted on this uh, a week ago, talking about his newly found 2020 KCBS Team of the Year. KCBS ended much earlier than they ever have before. They have started the new Chase series. So they're currently in Chase number one. That's going through a shortened specified time. So if you are a team that isn't going to be putting in the marathon effort for the traditional Team of the Year, jump into one of those chases. Best five scores... And they're paying overall top five and categorically in the top five as well. That's KCBS. How about that? But again, if you want to get on that grant program, head on over to Smithfield. With Smithfield.com Hey, brand new sponsor to the show. You ever heard of a company called B&B Charcoal? Yeah, I know you have little Charcoal 101 for you. Not all charcoal is created equal. First and foremost, charcoal is a heat source. You want to look for the most efficient way to cook outdoors. Second is the taste and appearance benefit that charcoal can give your food. Third, the health and safety considerations for you and your equipment. Two main types of charcoal, of course, lump and briquettes. Key difference, lump charcoal is 100% natural wood. Briquettes are made of wood byproducts and additives. Quality food comes from quality ingredients. Fuel is the last ingredient, but it is the first taste you perceive when eating. Choosing the right fuel source makes all the difference. It's very important to use the best quality charcoal when you cook because it's both a heat source and a flavor source. That's why you should try B&B charcoal if you haven't already. But what's the difference between the two? The first option, lump, is made by burning pieces of hardwood into carbon in special low air ovens. Lump charcoal produced in Low-oxygen kilns or retorts. Capable of holding 100 cords of wood at a time. Lump is 100% natural, easy to light, heats up fast, burns hot. Around 800 to 1200 degrees and produces very little ash. Lump charcoal, very responsive to airflow, making it easy to adjust the temperature. And there is a wide variety of species that can produce distinct smoky flavor profiles on your food. The other option, of course, is charcoal briquettes, a manufactured product made up of several ingredients including wood char, coal, nitrates, lime, starch, minerals, borax, charcoal briquettes were first popularized in the 20s when automobile maker Henry Ford and Thomas Edison teamed up to turn tons of scrap wood for his auto business into valuable consumer products. Briquettes still contain various components in addition to charcoal which improves the heating and length of performance of the product. Briquettes are made to burn longer, more consistently than lump, but not quite as hot, around six to 800 degrees. The specific temperature rate enables you to control the cooking process and set distinct heat zones for extended burn times by using the minion or snake method, as it were. Briquettes are less likely to break apart, so you can use the whole bag. Consistent, predictable are the hallmarks of cooking with briquettes and key factors to producing great-tasting food. Briquettes are always convenient, reliable, and an inexpensive fuel source. Bottom line, it's up to you. Choose what you want, briquettes or lump. No wrong answer. But choose B&B Charcoal. -charcoal BBcharcoal.com is the website. BBcharcoal.com, and we're back with Meathead right after this. Stick around.
0: Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe.
2: Hey, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher's Barbecue, makers of award-winning injections and marinades and rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauces, grilling oil. All the products tested on the competition circuit as well as in backyards worldwide. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood and visit ButcherBBQ.com to stock up right now. Always, always trust your butcher. All right. You know what time it is. It is the second Tuesday of the month. And that, of course, brings a visit from the creator of rib. AmazingRibs.com, Meathead, of course. Hey meathead, how are you? Hey Greg, uh oh, I'm sorry to hear
1: about your middle daughter. I'm just All uh right. checking your temperature here, making sure that's good. That's that mask looks good on you. Uh, uh thank I you. figure I said sh- there's only two of these in existence and we're not selling them. But, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no. You own both? Uh, we don't we don't we we're not big on selling things.
2: Oh my God! Yeah, I'm not selling things either, but I I'm just giving them. Wait a away. minute!
1: Wait a minute! Yeah,
2: what happened? There's a caterpillar on your lip. Uh, oh yes, you know it. I knew it. I see. Look, I'm glad you. Uh, I, I'm glad you saw that because I was talking with Sam, the cooking guy, last week and we were replaying a 19... I don't know if you knew it or not, Meathead, but McDonald's is rolling out the McRib on December oh, 2nd yes. nationwide, which is the first time oh, they've done yeah. a nationwide rollout in no less than eight years. And yeah, it was are originally... getting down there to get one? Absolutely not. Uh, I think McRib yeah. is a, a terrible representation of, of any <laughs> sandwich in general, you let alone about, barbecue. It's
1: just a sweet, wonderful barbecue sauce. People
2: That's- fiend for it. In fact... Uh, Prior to this nationwide rollout that is happening in uh, just a few short weeks, uh, McDonald's had also made a McRib uh, McRib locator app that you could download. Mm -hmm. And if you weren't in a city that was participating in the McRib, you could see how far away it was from you and people would pile in and race to the next time. I mean, they have... The market, uh, the market is cornered on brilliant marketing when it comes to this thing. Somehow they have convinced most of the general consuming public that that piece of crap is a good sandwich, Mm. and it's not. Oh, now,
1: now, all right, I'm going to argue with you
2: on that. Please do. It is
1: a ground pork burger. I mean, I I, I, go to amazingribs.com and look up McRib. Yeah, because I bought several of them and I took them apart. And I wash them off, and it's just ground pork. It's probably pork shoulder. It is lips and assholes, whatever. <laughs> but it just ground, oh. <laughs> It's just ground pork on a bun with a sweet baby Ray look-alike barbecue sauce, a couple of pickles, and some onion. And the secret is, is that it's a sweet barbecue sauce, a lot of liquid smoke, your favorite subject, Ugh. and um, and people just love that sweet barbecue sauce you could you could put it on cardboard and they would beat a path to it yeah. and i mean it's but it's a pork burger i mean we love hamburgers why don't we love pork burgers we do we should and it's just a pork burger with barbecue yeah, sauce But
2: then you then you should you should uh willfully market it as the mc pork burger or something along this <laughs> lines. Not the McRib. They are yeah. uh, trying to tease people. Uh, I would say they are giving people <laughs> fake news when it comes to ribs. Now we know why
1: you're not in charge of marketing at yeah. McDonald's. Well, uh, trust
2: me, <laughs> they have fooled these people, and and all they do is race to the nearest place, get it, uh, spark up Instagram. I don't think
1: anybody? No, not many people under the la- laboring under the misconception it's a rib. I mean, it, 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 it's, they just want the sauce.
2: Yeah, have you watched these videos? They race to the restaurant, fire up Instagram Live, take a bite, and then it's like they're having an orgasm all over themselves yeah, with yeah. how great this is. And the McRib is back. and Oh, come well, on. You know,
1: it's it's, it's just people who love barbecue. So, hey, great. Time for a little honesty. Well,
2: barbecue.
1: Have you ever gone to the fridge? Yes. Open up a bottle of barbecue sauce and yeah. just took a slug. Yes, absolutely.
2: What do you ta- Meathead, you Same remember? Effect. Remember when Same you effect. were on my show and I was drinking? Dave's barbecue yeah. sauce right out of the yeah, bottle. is was delicious. Yeah, yeah. And it's not the same thing, yeah, by the way.
1: Same thing. These it's people not are just the same making thing. a slug of barbecue. They don't care if it's no. pork, no, no, hamburger, no, no. chicken, whatever underneath there. No, no, yeah, no, they no, no, just no, no. want the
2: barbecue no. No. sauce. They have bought into the whole concept that this is the embodiment of proper barbecue. Perhaps this is the only barbecue they're ever eating in their whole lives yeah, because they, that, they like, don't leave Cleveland or the Far East suburbs of Chicago or wherever the hell they're going to be. And the difference between me drinking barbecue sauce is the fact that I know I'm opening up a bottle of barbecue sauce and drinking that. It is yeah. in itself what it is. Uh, the McRib sandwich is a piece of crap sandwich, a a bastardization of anything that should be on a fast food menu, let alone a menu in general. And then people are going, okay. this is the greatest thing I- the commercial in 1989 that i played that showed that brought about the uh, mustache by the way because in 1989 this guy was driving a uh, old sierra cutlass four door little squished version looked like he just got back from the accounting office and the voiceover guy's like dads in the mcdonald's drive through picking up a sack of barbecue I mean, even then they were passing it off oh, dear, as barbecue dear. and he's eating it in the driveway as the kids are in the yeah, window like, man.
1: Daddy, you're eating that our with barbecue. The Arby's cam- think about the Arby's campaigns where they, they're really, uh, apparently, in fact, I went down and I bought uh, an Arby's brisket sandwich and it was respectable, um, uh, completely different. I hope these people aren't laboring on the. Well, I mean, there are a lot of people who think barbecue is a flavor profile. That's why they love it's barbecue sauce. sauce. Yeah. Barbecue potato chips, barbecue McRib, whatever. Um, you know. <laughs> hey, um, I heard you say that Ted's on tonight. Yes. Ted I- down, Rad.
0: They're very nice.
1: This is the, uh, the new. Yeah. The Fireboard 2. The new Fireboard 2. Yes. What a sweet. It weighs a ton. I mean, if somebody threw this at you, it would it would do serious damage. But it really is. They've they've cranked it up a notch. And I heard you say wireless probe. yeah, And that caught my eye because I've been nagging him to go that route. That's a trend that's coming on now. There's about three or four wireless probe um, uh, thermometers on the market now. Well, let me get your uh, thought on that because
2: I have talked to Ted uh, both on and off the air that I thought his ability to quickly capture and then corner the market of this remote thermometering is by coming up with a not. Huge gauge, but wireless probe, uh, any number of them, let's say six, because, yeah. you know, a mm-hmm. fireboard can take six inputs and, and I don't care how huge fashions.
1: gauge it is. I mean, you know, it, what's, what, what, what harm is it going to do to my brisket?
2: But it's got to work and it's got to have mm-hmm. the ability to roam that the fireboard is currently giving mm-hmm. you. And his biggest mm-hmm. argument to me months ago was that there is a potential expense. So what happens? If, uh, for instance, Meter is the uh, continued big name in this wireless yeah. industry.
1: Well, right? they were the first first uh, in the field. Yeah. There's two or three competitors now. Um, I've got one or two of them, as a matter of
2: fact. But there's a lot of technology that is packed into these single thermometers. So what happens if that thing breaks? Are you spending $50 or $60 if one of them breaks instead of the 15
1: No. The The concern is... Is that there are a lot of very sensitive electronics in the probe, and um, during a break I'll go get a couple of the probes and we can show them. But um, uh, if that probe falls out or is pulled out and exposed to flame, kiss it goodbye. Yeah,
2: yeah, but then so then the the thought is, well, how much to replace? If you have all of that know. stuff in there, is it going to be fifty bucks to replace? Right now, if I jam yeah, up a fireboard, probably. if I probably jam up a fireboard, more. right. So if I jam up a fireboard uh, thermometer, right now it's fifteen bucks to replace. Easy yeah. stuff, not that big a deal. But maybe it's fifty bucks or sixty bucks to replace a meter if something goes wrong. With yeah. that's, a, that's a big yeah. expense.
1: Well, one of the real advantages of these wireless units um, is that a lot of restaurants. Have these big um, uh, rotating uh, carousels, and you can't put a wire f- into the into the in, into the meat, um, and so a wireless is really perfect for the restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice for home use also, but um, uh, you know I think that's the new technology, and I think in another three or four years. We'll see a lot of people using it, and they'll get smaller and thinner and perhaps be able to withstand the heat better. But, you know, when you stick it in a, a piece of meat, remember, meat 70% or more um, water. Water's a great insulator. You stick it in the meat, and even if you take a brisket up to 203, the electronics are protected. They can handle 203. If it falls out or you pull it out and you lay it on the grill surface, where it's 500 700 I, I listened to you talking about um, bnB charcoal yeah uh, and I by the way congratu- kudos to them for giving fair profile of briquettes and lump a lot of lump manufacturers um, speak ill of briquettes But there's (laughs) benefits to briquettes, sure, and they 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 balanced it properly, and I was glad to hear that. Um, There are good reasons to use briquettes, but in any case, uh, if you one of these probes lands on your grill grate, it's shot.
2: Meathead from Amazing Ribs joining us here on the show, and uh, so uh, quickly we we oh my god we we got so off base with the freaking McRib anyway. the the point of the matter was. The the guy had a huge mustache on in the commercial and I told Sam, "You can't you can't meet somebody without a mustache and then grow a mustache after you've known somebody because it's always going to look very weird and you can never get away with it." And what's the first thing that you noticed when I came on and took the mask off? Oh, a mustache because you've never seen me with a you see me with a beard, but the mustache yeah. is a completely different ball game. You can have a beard you can not have a beard and then have a beard, and it's okay. The mustache, very weird. And you noticed it. Yeah. You noticed it. Well, I, it, you know, you look like you're
0: it's trying a not me, to
2: be it. me, <laughs> 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 All right. So I got some Thanksgiving questions before we get into uh, some unveiling of business yeah, items. Yeah, we gotta, got a secret talking. to share. And we have you some got exclusive breaking on this. news. So knows. we'll talk about that. Um, so, quickly, let's uh, go over the. Uh, a couple traditional items. Uh, if you get a frozen turkey, which you recommend, by the way, uh, instead of yeah. getting these uh, fresh birds and we can, you know, save yeah. that uh, shenanigans for another time. But what's the, your traditional thawing time that people want to allot for so they're not at least screwing a week. Them? at least a week, Start no matter what? Week Pardon? No matter what size. Yeah, I mean, just, get, okay. you know,
1: get to the train station before the train. Don't worry about timing the arrival of the train. Just start a week early. Thawed in the fridge. And if it's thawed a day or two ahead of Thanksgiving, it's not going to hurt. And I'll do the quick summary of why. Frozen turkeys, they slaughter it, they freeze it. It's pretty darn fresh. Um, Fresh turkeys can sit around for a week or more going from the farm to the warehouse, to the grocery store, on the grocery store shelf. It is no longer fresh. And <laughs> government definition of fresh can be 26 degrees, which means essentially they're frozen. So I, I always buy. Uh, I actually, they're not far from my house. There's a place that slaughters turkeys. Oh. And you can go there and I can, buy, I can say, I want that one. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, I take it home. It wasn't any better.
2: Um, Outside of the traditional stuffing or dressing, you're a big fan of stuffing muffins. Yeah. We like Yeah,
1: I I mean, if you stuff the bird, you have now made a bowling ball. And remember the basic core concept. This is a really important concept. Hot air cooks the outside of the meat. The outside of the meat cooks the inside of the meat. Air doesn't penetrate the meat. As the outside of the meat warms, the heat moves slowly towards the center. So the thicker the mass, the longer it takes for it to get to the center and make the center a safe temperature. In the process, the outside continues to heat. So your skin will get nice and crispy, but the layers just below the skin will be way overcooked and dry. Mm. So that's why spatchcocking is a great technique. You open it up. You have a much thinner area. Um, You're cooking on both sides, the inside and the outside. It cooks in about half the time. Much better for moisture retention. Um, Stuffing the bird is traditional and fun, but it's a recipe for cardboard.
2: I have an email from Jason Kaplan of the Howard Stern Show. (laughs) Top man in the industry, Meathead. Since Thanksgiving will be here for us this year, we're planning on doing, I'm sorry, thanks. since Thanksgiving will be small for us this year, we're planning on doing individual Cornish game hens. Any smoking uh, advice for them?
1: First of all, I have become a huge fan of Cornish game hens. Mm-hmm. First of all, they're not Cornish. They're not hens. They're just young chickens. A, a, a chicken goes from egg to your grocery store shelf. From egg to three and a half to four pounds in about two to three months. Um, It's just amazing the growth rate. A Cornish game hen is in between. A Cornish game hen is a young chicken. And the skin is thin. There's not a lot of fat. Uh, At this household, it's just my wife and me. Um, One Cornish game hen is enough for the two of us um they're almost always tender almost always juicy they're great on the grill you can smoke them if you want um if you're going to smoke a turkey or a chicken or a hen um, 325 is what we recommend because you need to render some fat and crisp the skin almost everything else we recommend 225. lower is better almost always no matter what meat you're cooking when you cook at higher temperatures you're shrinking proteins and squeezing out um, juices But I absolutely adore Cornish game hens, and I've been cooking them lately on my Weber kettle with wood. I got my local wood supplier to give me splits that are about eight inches long, and I stack them up. I burn them down to embers, and I throw that game hen right over the two-zone cooking, um, and uh, by golly, that is marvelous tasting. Love them. Have fun with them. Um, you'll enjoy them immensely.
2: Meathead from AmazingRibs.com, breaking down some Thanksgiving questions. I also got an email from Stover. that says, Meathead, I am sure you've heard of turducken. I think those are Mm -hmm. gross, but I'm wondering if you have any recipes for pineapple ducken.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, he's he's sticking his elbow in my rib. (laughs) I think so. uh, Because he knows I'm a fan of pineapple. (laughs) I have bought and cooked turducken. I have never made one from scratch. Um there are restaurants that serve' them. it's a um a turkey around a chicken around a duck um and then the stuffing is a cornbread uh stuffing often with uh andouille and and the the individual components are fine but again, you're dealing with a very thick bowling ball and duck breast is best at hundred and forty degrees and to cook this thing through, you're way overcooking the duck breast. It's a fun idea I mean John Mad made it popular. Um, it, it's, it's just not a great meal. Um, if you want to do it and have fun, fine. You'll do it once, and then you'll never do it again. The, if you get a good one from New Orleans with, um, with a good cornbread stuffing with andouille, it'll be very tasty, but all the meats will be way overcooked. Mm. Just make sure you get a good gravy. All
2: right, get a good gravy, and uh, Rob Bass, as I was just uh, flashing up there, says Meathead's thin gravy is the best thing to happen to turkey ever so uh can i talk very briefly about that very briefly
1: um the key to that gravy thank you rob um is uh, put your turkey above a drip pan and in that drip pan put all the trimmings the skin the neck the gizzards everything except the liver liver is not uh, don't don't put it in there separate the liver out um uh, if you want the tips of the wings Um, uh, and, uh, uh, if you're going to spatchcock it and you remove the backbone, throw that in there, throw an apple, some, um, uh, celery, uh, some onions, some garlic, uh, a handful of herbs and spices, maybe a bottle of white wine or some chicken stock, and just put this pan under the bird and let the bird drip into it and let that pan also get smoky flavor. And then just before the bird is done, 160 degrees for the bird, and around 150. So pull the pan out, run it through a strainer, separate all the solids, and then taste it. And if it's too thin, put it on a in a pot on the stove and cook it down. Uh, add a little salt it'snaprite it's just it's just awesome mm. and if you pour that on top of your chicken slice or your turkey slices instead of mixing it with flour where you make wheat paste it, and it just sits on top of the meat this will actually penetrate the meat and add tons of flavor but even if you don't you'll get enough out of this that the day after i drink this stuff as soup it's oh just fantastic
2: all right so uh, head on over to amazingribs.com to get that recipe and try it out here in the next couple of weeks or just keep like a, a vat of it in your refrigerator i'm sure you'll find uses for it <laughs> it's uh, in the ultimate turkey recipe all right ultimate turkey recipe all right stand by meatheads and we will come back to you here in just a moment i'll talk to you quickly about pits and spits since 1983, handcrafting smokers and grills in Houston, Texas. In that time, pits and spits has established itself as one of the premier brands and high-quality offset smokers. And more recently, pellet grills. Pits and spits sets itself apart by using heavy seven and ten gauge steel in every cooker, fully welded construction that you can feel when you use the unit, a 304 stainless steel roll top lid and a front shelf on every single smoker. So why does it matter? Well, you're using higher quality materials. Pits and spit smokers reach and maintain temperatures allowing you to worry more about the meat than the heat. By providing a fully welded smoker, you don't have to worry about grease and smoke leaking out of the barrel and your grill rattling apart as you move it through the backyard. And by using 304 stainless, you're getting an heirloom quality product that you can pass down to your kids. Now, where some companies focus on being the low-cost provider Pits and spitz focuses on craftsmanship and using quality materials are there cheaper ways to make this unit yes but they don't like tack welds cheap stainless and electronics that you can't trust having in-house manufacturing gives them complete control of their design and standards not something you find with products brought in from overseas their steel suppliers supply materials to be used in some of the harshest environments around So you know they're going to perform in all conditions. And their controllers are made right here in the USA, so they have unimpeded transparency into the programming. Bottom line, Pits and Spits is a dealer network across the country. And if there isn't one close to you, call Coy at the shop. Tell them I sent you 844-650-6250. That's 844-650-6250. Whether you're a backyard grill master or a competition team, Pits & Spits has a product for you. You can check them out online. Pits & Spits, all spelled out. Pits and A-N-D. Pitsandspits.com or see their pits in the wild across all social media handles at Pits & Spits. We have business to talk about with Meathead. An exclusive announcement. So that sounder will be queued up. Stick around. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Howard Stern, Jim Rohn, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. If you have
2: a Pits and Spits pellet cooker, you want to buy your pellets from CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets. I use them in my Traeger. I use them in my Green Mountain Grill. Someday I fancy myself a Pits and Spits pellet cooker. I would use Pellets in there as well. You can go to CookinPellets.com to purchase and see what all the other stuff that they have, or Amazon.com if you would rather. Up to you. Meathead's right here. But by the way, you notice my mustache, and let me give you major kudos on that sweet mic setup that you have there. Meathead. Look at it, you got yeah, a boom well, this arm could, this and the microphone. It sounds really, yeah, good. Yeah. really good.
1: Well, you know, we've talked for many years on air. Over a decade. I listen to TV and radio, and it really drives me nuts when NBC or PBS or somebody interviews somebody and it, it it you know and it's just terrible and i talked to you and you said well the secret is get a good microphone right um and so i uh, asked you what to buy and uh, you recommended a brand uh which i bought a, i think about 100 150 i don't know what i paid for it but it's a really sweet machine and i hope i sound good yeah sound great um, i've got i've, I've got a, a new camera coming uh so my video feed will be better ah. but i'm sorry to say i'm not setting up a studio this is my office this is where i work every day it's a pile of junk um my new camera i'll be able to pick it up and i'll show you everything it's in here because oh, there's hundreds of books hundreds of books in here uh, but uh you know thank you for the recommendation yep. of the microphone and yeah i got the the professional swing arm here the whole,
2: everything yeah there, yeah no. yeah no. I, Yep. So let's talk about business. Uh, if I may do, oh, oh, oh. if I may do this,
1: a barbecue central show exclusive
0: news yes. update right
2: yes. from the breaking news desk here in Cleveland, Ohio. We go to the Chicago suburbs where we find our reporter <laughs> Meathead on the scene with a breaking announcement.
1: Well, I'll I'll I'll, I'll do the slow build. Um, for years, we have shared recipes for rubs and sauces on the website Um, and they've become very popular Um, there are a lot of people that love them that swear by them Um, they've been used in competitions and people win awards with them and people have often said why don't you bottle them and i have just said no i mean we're all about recipes that's what AmazingRibs.com is is recipes sharing teaching people how to cook um, besides, every barbecue joint in America has rubs and sauces. How am I going to compete with Sweet Baby Ray or, or um, uh, you know, everybody's neighborhood local barbecue joint that they want to support? And a couple of years ago, I went to Kansas City um, for the National Barbecue Association Conference. And on that trip, I stopped by Old World Spices, which is located in KC. And they're just as wonderfully they're large, but they're still boutiquey, And um, I, I really went there to learn more about spices and, you know, solubility of spices, which spices dissolve best in water, which spices dissolve best in oil. And while I was there, Amy and Jerry, uh, Amy's a VP, Jerry's in charge of production. They, they sat me down and we had a chat and they said, you know, Meathead, your brand is so well known. If you if you produced a sauce and a rub, it would sell very well, much Mm. better than a lot of these sauces and rubs by these barbecue teams and restaurants that nobody's ever heard of. And, you know, it it dawned on me. I said, well, gee, Willikers, you know, we do have more than a million people a month come to our website. Uh, You know, maybe we should do it. And I just filed it away. And it's been like three years. And. You know, we're having a staff meeting and we're talking. about. in any case, long story short, we said, what the hell? So we reached out to them and we are formulating three rubs and three spices. I rather three spice rubs and three sauces. And they should be on the market um, in um, uh, first quarter, late first quarter, late winter, early spring. Um, we're working with an artist, and we're going through the whole process. And I mentioned this to you. It's I have not made this public yet. I have not told anyone. I told a few people in our Pitmaster Club. Public now, and it's yeah, and it's getting around there. Um, but otherwise, it's been a secret just with me and our team. And uh, we're having fun. Uh, we're having fun with the process. And I thought, well, gee, you know, maybe Greg, uh, you and your audience would like to hear how the process works. Bringing a rub and sauce to market.
2: Well, I find this fascinating, Meathead, because my devil's advocate as we chat here month to month is just what you said. You've put all the recipes online. Hmm. It it seems completely counterintuitive from a business standpoint for you to now invest. You're going to invest money into making a buy on three different rubs and three different sauces. You're going to have to inventory. I mean, there's costs on your end in hopes that people will buy these. So are we relying on America's natural laziness to see (laughs) a recipe that they can get for free and that they might like with their eyes and go, I don't want to put in the effort, and I'll just go ahead and buy it? Well, this was a real problem for us. I would bet. And the breakthrough was
1: a couple of years ago, Chef Ryan, who was my uh, sous chef, and I went up to Seattle and worked with the Chef steps people um they're the they're very famous sous vide people and uh they love barbecue and they're into it and we were having fun trying to create the outdoor barbecue flavor indoor and so what we ended up doing was we took all of our we took our popular meatheads memphis dust and we smoked all the ingredients and so the 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 the, the ribs actually got a kind of an outdoor flavor and God help us, Greg, I know it's going to make you nauseous, but we used liquid smoke in the sauce. And um, uh, we came pretty close to an outdoor flavor cooked indoors. And the light bulb went off. Um, these rubs and sauces are going to be smoked. So we're starting with Meathead's Memphis Dust, but we're smoking the ingredients. There's <clears throat> some slight modifications. Uh, Because when you put things in a bottle, you've got to make some concession. Well, among other things, you have to put salt in it. Now, anybody who knows our website knows I have always said, don't put salt in your rubs. Because you need more salt on a pork butt than you do on a slab of ribs. The slab of ribs is very thin. It doesn't take long for the salt to penetrate. A pork butt is thicker. You need more salt to penetrate a lot more density. And so separate the two, apply them separately. You apply the salt per pound and the seasonings uh, based on the surface area. It's, it's you know, commercial rubs all have salt. And you have to have salt in commercial rubs because it's easy. It's convenient. People don't want to apply two layers. Plus, it's economical. If you leave the salt out of a commercial rub, you're automatically the most expensive rub on the shelf, and nobody's going to buy it. So we've had to um, bite our tongue, and we are putting salt in the rub, and uh, we're tasting them now. Um, they have taken our recipes. We're smoking the ingredients. Um, they've sent them back to us, and it's kind of fun. Um, I, for those of you who are watching, um, we're getting stuff like this. This is the, uh, the sample um, that Old World sent us yeah. of our um, uh, this is the um, Mrs. O'Leary's cow crust, which is our one of our beef rubs. And uh, so we get the sample and we ask them. They make the rubs and sauces for a lot of restaurants and competition teams. And so we said, send us some samples of your favorites. Well, they said we're not going to send you their bottles because you know that's proprietary. <laughs> yeah. So they they sent us these little packets, uh, unlabeled, but you know it's it's labeled uh, beef rub one or chicken seasoning one. Yeah. Uh, but these are some of their favorites. So now we're tasting ours against some of the top brands. We're by you know I went out and bought all the McCormick seasonings. I bought some of the most famous rubs and sauces and all of our team. Now, yet. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, we never talk about my business, but I work from my home. This is my office. Um, Max, the guy who tests grills and smokers, your readers, your listeners may remember Max. He shows up on your show. He's about 50, 60 miles from here. Um, our Our lead programmer is in New Zealand. David, our editor, David Joachim, he's in um, Pennsylvania. Clint, uh, one of our new, um, uh, of, not new, he's been with me. He's our senior VP. He's in Memphis. Um, so we're, we're scattered to the four winds. So we're all tasting these independently. We're cooking with them, and we're trying to decide how our recipes stand up, and how do they work, and are they viable.
2: Was it a big deal for you to suck it up and put the salt in the rub because it was that big of a mantra against it? And then uh, how was a lot of discussion? uh, Do you go? So when I'm talking to to folks that are making the decision to go into the rub business, uh, you know, some are just in it because maybe they got a name they can cash in on. They don't really give a shit about quality per se, as long as it tastes okay. But there isn't really a lot of original thought that goes into The rub per se. Something they can market, make a few bucks, maybe. And then just something to further the brand recognition. But Some other folks, Uh, for instance, Jess Pryle come to mind. She seems unrelenting. Uh, She will not sacrifice one principle. She will have something that costs a little bit more for her to make and in turn charge more for the consumer to make. But she is going to live and die by the recipe that she feels needs to be on that shelf. So, how do you reconcile going against a mantra that you have preached so long and be okay with?
1: It? Um, th- there's no, there's no alternative. I mean, we are unre- uh, we, we will not sacrifice quality on the ingredients. I mean, if they come back to us and say your recipe costs 10 percent more than any of the others, that that's all there is to it. We're going to have to go with it because quality counts. But when you are competing for a mass market audience, I mean, a lot of grocery stores and hardware stores, you go in there and there can be 20 or 30 rubs, 20 or 30 sauces all on the shelf, come side by side. Your label has to jump out and your pricing has to be competitive and you can't compete unless you have salt in it. Now some of them have more salt than others, and we're working to get the salt balance right. but um, you know we have to be convenient. we have to meet the consumer expectation. and uh, it will be uh, it will be different from the recipe. And people who are devoted to excellence um, will make their own recipe without salt mm-hmm. using the recipe on the website. But I'll bet you they'll try a bottle of the commercial because it's really kind of interesting with the smoked ingredients.
2: From a sauce standpoint, there's uh, easily 878 options to choose from when you go to any grocery store or specialty store or what what yeah, you. Yeah. So now you're at a fight for name brand recognition craft a Casey masterpiece sweet baby ray sweet baby ray stubs just the name baby a few sweet baby ray is
1: the dominant i've seen it sell for 99 cents a yes. bottle yes
2: so how are you competing and getting in and not getting caught up in the noise on that is it solely because it's amazingribs.com um
1: we're right now in the in the rub phase and we haven't had any samples of sauce we have recipes on their desk so i i can't say and i don't know what They're going to cost right now. We're working strictly on taste. We sent them recipes. They're assembling the recipe. um, They're adjusting the recipe as they see appropriate for production purposes. Um, And uh, I I went and visited them, as I said, a couple of years ago. And one of the things that blew me away is that uh, Jerry, the guy who runs product development and the testing facility, Really bright, really talented, really knowledgeable. And he had surrounding him about five, 20 to 30 somethings um, who were food science majors in college who were just really sharp as attack. And they often, like every day, they start their day with blind tastings. Here's a hamburger. It's got a seasoning on it. What's in the seasoning? Mm. I mean, Rub these kids are. Sharp. Yeah. Right, like sommeliers. Yeah. Um and so we've asked them to taste them and tell us what they think you know would improve it, and we're getting their feedback. So we're modifying, and we're 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 going to settle in on the three rubs fairly soon, and then move on to the sauces. Um, and it, the process is just a lot of fun. Tonight, I cooked f- um, five chicken legs with five different um, spice rubs on it. Um, including ours, um, to uh, do a blind tasting with my wife and I and David in Pennsylvania is doing the same and Clint in Memphis is doing the same and Max in Western Illinois is doing the same and Husky in Michigan is doing the same. We're all doing our own little tastings and we're conferring and sharing notes and uh, we'll hopefully settle on something that works. It's just a fun process.
2: Ultimately, this will be your decision on what makes the cut. You'll you'll gather yeah, feedback well, and go. Okay, you know, this is what I'll I say.
1: gather feedback, right. and you know, if everybody disagrees with me, I'll go with everybody. But if there's um, you know scattered disagreement or just a few disagree with me, my preference will carry. Yeah.
2: All right. But and- um, good. I'm, I'm getting ready to tie up so if there was something else you wanted to add before we no jump no
1: up. Uh, we we'll, we'll check back in um, we, uh, this process is I mean along with it we're working on the on the label um, uh, we want the label to um, stand out and to convey a message uh, so we're working with an artist in Ithaca New York um, and we uh, um, uh, you know, we're we've gone through several iterations of design. Um, so it, the, the brand, by the way, is called Meatheads. And um, it has um, my ugly mug on the label. Uh, did you see the label I sent you? Oh,
2: yeah. Let me uh, pull
1: it up. And- I, I, I sent you a copy of the first draft of the Memphis Dust label, but it's based on the picture that's on the cover of the book. Um, oh, there it is. Yeah, that's yeah, it's very pretty much, nice. that's the same mug that's on the cover of the book. Basically, um, the book has sold almost a quarter of a million copies, so it's out there. Um, and uh, we're going to take advantage of the brand recognition and the name. And uh, um, while we're at it, by the way, we're going to rebrand the website. Meatheads, amazing Really? So, yeah, oh yeah, I mean, I Lord. have I,
2: is the have sky falling down. I mean, what the fuck yeah, is going on yeah. here? Holy I crap. I have for
1: years tried to keep it corporate and non-personal. Oh my Lord. And, if uh, you tell me that next month I got to start calling said, you
2: Craig, I'm going to eat my hat.
1: My <laughs> staff finally reached me, to me and said, hey, <laughs> get rid of this false modesty Quit trying to hide your brand. Uh, It can be like Colonel Sanders. Are you hiding your brand? The brand can live on
2: You used to yell at me if I didn't add .com Mm -hmm. when I said Amazing Ribs. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're hiding your brand.
1: No. I mean, we're we're, we're we're, we're actually doing what we should have done years ago and building on the Meathead brand. So it'll be interesting. People can watch. They'll see that brand show up on the masthead of the website. In December, we're... Completely converting the website from Drupal to WordPress, major changeover, and we'll rebrand it to Meathead'sAmazingRibs.com. Is that how I'm going to have um, to meathead- intro
2: you now, Meet And now we go to the no, guy Meathead from MeatheadsAmazingRibs.com. Meatheads, maybe, maybe. Yeah, no, I haven't. I given need to it know. I don't want stuff. to get yelled at.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Hey, it's 2020. You got to have a brand.
2: Right. All right. Well, uh, you can find. Meathead at MeatheadsAmazingRibs.com at AmazingRibs.com and we will do spotty check-ins with this rubs that's coming out. So look for a potential launch uh, first quarter of next year and we'll see what's happening. Regardless of all that, Meathead, always appreciate the time and I wish you a very happy and successful and safe Thanksgiving.
1: And to you and I hope your daughter feels better soon and uh, uh, none of the complications set in. And nobody in the family gets it. Um, I, I've met I've met one of your daughters. Is this the daughter the that one. I met? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, dear. This is this is a very bright, um, wise, intelligent, and beautiful young woman. Yeah, very beautiful. Um, uh, take good care of her.
2: All right, I will. Meathead, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much. There he is, Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. And he is in the rub business now and soon to be in the sauce business, which I am, uh, I I can't believe it. And he's a re man. Last month it was the origin stories where we were talking about Grey Goose capturing the world's fascination through the Alcohol and Beverage Testing Institute crazy this guy's got a story for the ages every single time all right uh let's go ahead and uh, transition out we'll go wrap the first hour stick around we'll be right back
0: continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content In an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampy.
2: And this portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant, you're in luck. Fireboard is fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232 if you have any questions. Ted Conrad from Fireboard, which is selling Fireboard 2 and Fireboard 2 Drive, which is what Meathead showed you earlier in his segment. 1035 Eastern. Ted will be on. We'll talk to him all about the good stuff. All right, so once again, and as John Solberg is Facebooking out, honestly, this is crushing to hear that salt is going into Meathead's rubs. This is the battle potential rub makers and sauce makers have to fight. Remember, was it last year? We followed Dion Blumenraider from Big Hoss One Sauce and his trials and tribulations from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. We were wrapping it up I believe. We should get Dion back on the show and see if it's all been a toilet flusher after the fact a year later or if he's retooled it all and is going to start a rebrand of sorts or at least a re-recipe of sorts that was an interesting time last year once a quarter visit with dion from one sauce yeah all right thanks again to meathead from meatheadsamazingribs.com that sounds weird And we are pointing to the second hour. Refresh libations, and I will catch you on The Flipper. Stick around. We'll be right back.